Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here with me this morning. We begin our services by singing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 549. The doxology, hymn number 549. is hymn number 677. Shout to the Lord, O earth, work for the Lord with gladness, and enter his presence with singing. Understand that the Lord is God. We are his, for he made us his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with confession, his courtyards with praise. Confess him and honor his name. The Lord is good. His kindness endures. His faithfulness never ends. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 445. I serve... I'm sorry, what is it? Oh, okay, excuse me. I apologize. It's more about Jesus I would know. Hymn number 445, more about Jesus I would know. Thank you. through them in peace and in war as well. 
And Lord, as we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives and the challenges that we are facing, your will that we desire to follow, God, we also think about others, not only of ourselves, but we think of family members and of friends. We think of the patients throughout this medical center, the staff that is working here today, and Lord, the family members that will be coming to visit. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer as well. And in the same way as we pray for ourselves, Lord, we also are praying for them, that you would minister to their needs, that they would be able to face the challenges and that you would go with them in spirit and in truth so they can face those challenges and go through those valleys of ups and downs as we do as well. And Lord, we just want to bless you once again and praise you for this time. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. Please be seated. Our next hymn this morning is Open My Eyes That I May See. Hymn number 431, Open My Eyes That I May See. Just help me continue that praise 
as we desire to worship you in all things. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I was serving in a state where I serve as a chaplain, and we had our National Day of Prayer, Prayer Breakfast. And the theme of that prayer breakfast was Seeds of Peace. And we had various prayers from different faith groups, and our guest speaker talked about the Seeds of Peace that he was able to plant through the different things that he does in terms of the music. He's a concert pianist, and he was sharing with us at the breakfast the different things that he's been able to do to help bring peace in different parts of the world that need it through his music. So the question I want to ask you and me this morning is what do we do to see and have seeds of peace? Is it something that we are in search of? And I believe each and every one of us, if we would answer that question, I would say yes, we are in search of peace in our lives in some form or fashion. And many times the peace can come at the most difficult times in our lives. Because that seems to be where we need the most peace. When things are not going right, when we are facing challenges that seem to be insurmountable. But God wants us to give us that peace. And when we closed with the scripture that we have just read... It says, the God of peace will be with you. Not the God of conflict. Not the God of evil. Not the God of bad. But the God of peace will be with you. So you and I, as we follow Jesus Christ within our own daily lives... Our objective should be, as we are following Christ, in search of that peace, that the only way that we can have that peace from God the Father is understanding more about our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But yet I want to read something to you that came from a book called Tears in the Darkness, And it specifically talks about dealing with what happened to those prisoners that was captured in the Philippines. They did the road march to Bataan, the years that they spent as prisoners of war, the different traumatic events and experiences that they had. So let me read you something I think that gives us a perspective of when God is challenging us the most or when we feel things are at its worst that we can find In the weeks that followed, as the survivors finally came to their senses, they began to count their great good luck. For every one of them, three had died. What but luck could explain that? There was no accounting for the sadness, of course, the emptiness that always follows the euphoria of luck. Almost every man had lost a buddy, a friend, for the road. And they could not shake the feeling that their lives there had great good luck, had somehow been purchased at someone else's expense. To a man they also remembered a voice. When the bedlam was at its height, When men were screaming and moaning and begging for their lives, Father William T. Cummings, the marrying old priest who in Billy Bid had read Ben Steele the last rites, would make his way into the middle of the hold of the prison ship that they were traveling on from the Philippines to Japan and shout to be heard. Listen to me, he would yell. You must listen to me. Then in a clear but calming voice, he would recite a prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He recited that same even song every night, a prayer for the living, a prayer of thanks, a prayer for the dead. The priest ministered to anyone who needed him, and almost everyone did. In a month, he recited more last rites than most padres offer in a year of combat, then berated himself openly for not being able to hold the hand and ease the dying angst of every man in the ship who needed him. Father, please pray for me, they begged. Or baptize me, Father. I don't want to die without being baptized. He was a short, thin man, 41 years old, in constant pain from an old back injury that had required spinal fusion. He had chronic asthma as well. And the closed air in the holes of the ship must have been torturing him. Nothing, however, seemed to slow his ministrations. He played medic as well as priest, crawling over and across men to get the worst of the wrenches in the back of the holes to some men, Cummings' soft incantations were humming whispers, Sidney Steele called them, sounded like the voice of God to others. It was the voice of faith or a friend. Each night he tried to take his rice meal with a different circle of men. One night he talked of his days in Manila before the war. He liked working with indigent street children, and he said if he survived, he planned to continue the same kind of missionary work in Tokyo. Those people are hopeless, one of the men said. Cummings came back, No, my son, no one is helpless. Bill Cummings died on a Sunday in the hole of the Brazil Maru, two days short of making port at Moji. I share that story with you because it is a true story. And I think it's something that we can all relate to in terms of what do we do and where do we go when life is at its worst for us spiritually, physically, emotionally. And here the words of one prayer provided the seeds of peace. Because every man in this situation, every man that was in the whole of this prison ship as it was going from the Philippines to Japan needed some type of peace. And those words from that prayer that we all know provided that peace. So what are we looking for when we think about peace? Do we truly understand what it means for us to have peace? And as we talked about before, we seem to need peace when life is at its worst for us. And I think all of us are trying to find that peace of mind that comfort in knowing that even when things are at its worst, all is right with myself, with my world, with my God. And we can only find that peace in our commitment, in our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. How do we find that peace? Is it something that we can produce? Is it something that we can generate? Is it something that we can truly experience? As we read this account of what was taking place offered by this priest, this chaplain on the whole of this prison ship, what about within our own lives? Do we find ourselves at times in a hold of a prison ship that we have created ourselves? with the pain and the agony and the hunger and the thirsting 
because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. We are reminded again and again in the scriptures that we have been set free in our relationship with Christ. We have been given the freedom that God wants us to have in our daily lives. That no matter what we are experiencing, no matter what the turmoil might be, God is always with us by our side. And yes, we have questions about our suffering. Not only just our suffering, but the suffering of others. And this is the example that we saw as these men were aboard this prison ship. They had their questions as well. But this one person, this one chaplain, this one priest was trying to provide at least some of those answers to those questions. Not all of them trying to find comfort, trying to provide some type of solace, trying to provide some type of peace. Do you and I have the strength and courage to do what this chaplain did, to do what this priest did? Because even that, they knew that he was dying but yet he continued to be and serve others. In fact, one of the accounts that I've read about him said that his last words, he was reciting the prayer that we just read together in the whole of the ship. And his last words were, give us, before he died. Give us. Give us. Give us. And I think a lot of times that is our own individual prayers. Give us, God, that peace that we need to have. Give us that forgiveness that we need to understand and incorporate in our lives. Because it is only then that we are set free from the prisons that we have created within our own lives to live in freedom. To understand truly what spiritual freedom is. And it is that peace of mind that you and I, I think, all want to have. The peace of mind that says, you know what? I'm no longer feeling the stress that I once had. All of us go through daily lives with some form of stress. And they say some stress is good for us. Too much stress is bad for us. But I think there's a process there that as we get on track with God spiritually, as we get on the right path, as we get on the right road and begin to follow the direction that God wants us to have, we see that the stress in our lives is something that we can handle. But the peace of mind that God wants us to have should be one in which we know that it is not creating stress in our lives. The things that we are doing that gives us that peace, that gives us that tranquility that we want to have, should not be producing for us any type of stress. And I think if we look at our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that is a relationship that is producing the right peace of mind that all of us want to have. Within that same peace of mind, as we search for that peace, that all of a sudden we don't seem to be as angry as we were before. Yeah, we still get annoyed and we still get upset about things. We still see injustices in the world that we want to change. But it's a different type of anger in terms of what we're trying to do. We are not hostile in a bad sense of the word. Angry at myself. Angry at the people that are around me. Angry about my circumstances. 
We see it from a different perspective. We see it from the peace of mind that God has created within you and within me because of the relationship that we have with God. The peace of God that provides for us the things the way it should be. And once again, as we've talked about here in the chapel again and again and again, we are not talking about perfection because as long as you and I are involved in the process, it will never be perfect. But that should always be our goal, our desire. I don't think any of us have a perfect day. We have a better day than maybe the day before. But yet we know that there are times when we experience things that upset us. All we have to do is turn on the TV or look at social media and instantaneously our emotions get involved in things that are happening around the world. But God tells us, I want you to have that tranquility because he is the God of peace. The God of peace for you and for me. And it is a gift that he has given to us freely. Just as much as this chaplain, this priest in the hole of the ship was expressing the gift spiritually the best way that he could do it by a prayer for all that were there. In the same way, we see what God has done for us on the cross through His Son, Jesus Christ, to give us that peace as a gift. A gift that we just need to accept. The gift that truly gives us that key that sets us free. That sets us free. And in that freedom, we see that The work of God is in our lives to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Through that part of the Trinity that is always with us, always walking by our side, that never leaves us, that never forsakens us. And then we see in that peace that we want to have, we begin to experience it in a different way that we never thought possible. And then when we find ourselves in circumstances and in places where we seem to be in a direction where we might find ourselves in prison again because of the things that are around us, we say, no, I'm not going to go there. I've been there before. I don't want to go there again. Because God has given me the peace of mind that I want to have. And I don't want to change that peace of mind. I don't want to change the gift that God has given me. I want to continue to be set free in my life. I continue to want to experience it. So I'm not going to go back there again. I'm not going to go back to those things that so easily made me a prisoner a prisoner in my life that I never want to be that again. And then we see as we experience God in our lives that the situations that we find, all of a sudden we see that God is working. And yes, we still have questions. We're still trying to figure out, God, how did all this happen and how did this circumstance become the way that it is? But yet as we are following peace, as we are in a search for peace, we see that it's going to be okay regardless of what the outcome is going to be because we have that assurance that God is always there with us. And then the things within the present moment, we just say, God, just give me the wisdom and the understanding and the discernment and the vision and the courage and the strength to say no when I need to say no, but also to say yes when I need to say yes. And then we see the peace of mind that we have been searching for. And as we encompass it, as we embrace it, we find ourselves rejoicing. Do you ever have those circumstances where everything just seemed to be right with the world and you just wanted to rejoice? You just wanted to celebrate? And we know we are on the right track when we rejoice in the Lord through those circumstances. When we find that peace that we are looking for. When we know that 
everything in our lives is not perfect and we have to put forth some effort. We have to work on some things. We have to have the hope, but hope also includes a plan many times and in our lives. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ, but also the desire that God wants us to sometimes maybe plan our steps. And God directs them. We just make that effort in faith to go forward with a plan. And God changes that plan, and we have to be willing to accept that and to understand that. And to say, Lord, I'm rejoicing in these circumstances. I don't know why the answer is no, but God, you know what? I'm going to take that next step of faith because I have hope in you, but Lord, you've also given me a plan that I need to follow in my daily life. And I want to do that. And then as we experience those things that give us that peace of mind, we are able to handle those anxieties that we have. Those emotions that at times seem to be so overwhelming and they inundate us with doubt, they inundate us with fear, they inundate us with confusion. But God says, no, come back to me when you have those feelings, those thoughts. Because my relationship with you is not one of fear. Isn't that correct? The scriptures tell us that I do not give you a spirit of fear or of doubt. On the contrary, I give you the spirit of a sound mind. And we find that sound mind as we desire to have the peace of mind in our relationship with God. And then we see the things that we need to do to keep that peace of mind going and on track It's not just a one-time event. It's not just a one-time experience. It's something that we have to work at daily to have. And many of us have different ways in which we can have that peace of mind daily. Some of it is through music. Some of it is through prayer. Some of it is through different things and how we study the Word of God. But each time we see that in that experience it is something for us that is worshipful for us. Something that tells us about our relationship with God. Something that reveals within us a thankfulness, a blessing. As we sang earlier this morning, the things within our lives that we are to give praise to, that we are to be thankful for. And within those times of prayer, within those times of worship, whether it's listening to the music, whether it's reading the Word of God, whether it's that time of prayer, God guides us. God guides us in that process of the presence of His Holy Spirit in our lives. And then we begin to see more and more of the peace of God that truly does go beyond our own understanding and comprehension. Because then we see that that peace of mind that God has for us. It actually protects us. It actually guards us from those circumstances that we are involved in, that we are a part of. And we are able to focus on those things that are essential, those things that are important, those things in which we put into practice within our daily lives because we desire to have that peace of mind. We no longer want to be in bondage. We no longer want to be on that prison ship going nowhere but to pain and misery. We want to be free. We want to live the life that God wants us to live in that freedom. And what's important in the scriptures here that we've read, that it is a promise to you and to me. It is a claim that you and I can reach out to. It provides us the actions that we need to do to have that peace of mind. That we need to focus on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely whatever is commendable. If there is any moral excellence, and if there is any praise, 
dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. Because when we dwell on the correct things within our own lives, we have the peace of mind that you and I are always searching for. So dwell on those things that keep you in the truth. Dwell and do those things that bring honor to your relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Do those things that are just. Do those things that are pure. Do those things that are lovely. Do those things that are commendable. Commendable. Do those things that honor you and your relationship with God. Do those things that truly do say who you are as a follower of Jesus Christ. So it is my hope and prayer that as we search for peace, that we do those things that God wants us to do. Do those right things that bring honor to God in all things. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. And we practice open communion, so if you know you have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, you're welcome to take communion with us. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that You've given us this wonderful opportunity to worship You, to be at peace with You. But Lord, forgive us when we have created our own prison through our own desires, seeking what we wanted to have and forsaking those things that you want us to be. And Lord, I would just ask that you would just forgive me. For God, I've done that. And Lord, I would ask that you would hear the prayers of all that are here that would want forgiveness as well for those things. And Lord, we are so thankful that you give us this opportunity just to publicly say to the world, I have a relationship with your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayers and forgiving us of our sins and setting us free. In Christ's name, amen. from the Lord, what I also pass on to you, 
The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 422. I know not why God's wondrous grace. 422. Thank you for coming.